Coming up... I went to the sexual health clinic in London. And bumped into him. And bumped into him. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Hi. Happy New Year. Serious question, where do we start? I don't know. Where do you want to start? Wherever you want to start is where I want to start. Well, normally at the start of the year, you've got like some phrase that you want to to throw out there. I don't have that. So like, get out of your own lane was one. Was it? Uh, Well, it's 2020 me. Right. Oh, yeah. And there's that one 2023, 2020 me. And what does that entail? Just focusing on myself, which isn't actually different to any other year, really. Yeah. I'm just calling it out this time. Okay. (laughs) Is this related to the fact that you've split with your boyfriend? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Here we are again. Uh, this is yeah. very much like the start of our podcast, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. It's been a while, though. Yeah, there's been a while since the meltdown. Uh, I guess, what, two years? Well, three and a half Three and a half years. Oh, wow. Is that how long it was? Yeah, it was a long relationship. Wow. Um, and now it's over. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. This is quite weird because actually this is quite different for Dan and I because Dan actually already knows about this and I told him a while ago but I didn't want to put it in the podcast at that point. I wasn't really ready. I felt like I would cry and actually I don't know I must have grown as a person that I felt like I shouldn't be spilling all my tea when it's so raw so I've taken a bit of time. Why are you laughing? I don't know. (laughs) I've taken some time to figure out what's going on so that I can talk about it without bursting into tears. Right. Hopefully. And what's going on? I'm a bit embarrassed though. In one of our last episodes, I talked about how my boyfriend and I were open. And so now I feel like it looks as though that's what's killed our relationship. And yeah. I just want to say that is absolutely not what's right. killed our relationship. You didn't open the door too too wide. No, it's nothing to do with that. Our friend did say when he found out that you two had split up, he said, well, it was only a matter of time after uh, last week's episode about being open. That's ridiculous. What I'm trying to say is I don't think you are increasing your chances of leaving your current partner by having sex with someone else. Well, if you do it and you're like, oh, yeah, this this person's much dirtier than the current one. But my current one is much more special to me. This was a gay guy, by the way. I know. I know. Shout out to Steve. I think (laughs) it's just it it is embarrassing because it does look as though that's why. But it really isn't the reason that we broke up. And we were, I would say, successfully open for about a year. Right. And it was absolutely fine. And I would definitely consider doing that again with a partner. But what happened in James and I's relationship was quite traumatic. So it's not something I'm necessarily comfortable talking about publicly. And I obviously love or loved this person. And I don't really want to be in a position where I'm saying anything bad. I mean, ultimately, I guess the simple version, we found lockdown. I found lockdown together very difficult and a few of the events that happened in lockdown broke my trust and intimacy with my ex-boyfriend and so even though I tried to move on from that and be cool with it and like make it work after about a year of trying I realized that actually it wasn't something I could get over people listening will have had stuff happen in their relationships that they have decided they can or cannot get past yeah i think we all have things that happen to us in relationships that are challenging and you compromise and you work through problems together and you grow stronger together yeah but what i'm talking about what happened to us 
didn't have that effect. And although I hoped it would, it didn't. On top of that, our schedules became incredibly different. So we spent no time together. And in the end, it just felt like it wasn't a functioning relationship. And it wasn't making me happy. And I think that we should be happy in our relationships. Right. So I chose to, I chose uncertainty. I chose to end it. And what I felt like I blew up my life. And I, I still sort of feel like I've blown up my life. I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety and pressure just internally because when you're in a relationship, you feel like you're sorted, right? You're like, oh, I found a relationship. I found the one. I'm all good. I've done what society wanted. I've fulfilled the patriarchy's dream. And my mum's going to be really happy because she's seen that I've met someone. And when you when you choose to break up with someone, I think all of that hits you like a tidal wave especially because it was Christmas. So I, I was looking at my Christmas tree and it was as though the tree was looking at me going, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? Look how empty this house is. Right. Look how there's no love in this house anymore. And it was really horrible. What happened to the dog? My dog is with my mom because I just can't look after him on my own. I don't have enough time. I'm working in the mornings. I'd have to get a dog sitter five days a week and that would be quite expensive. And I've already got to pay double the bills now, again, Yeah. in the Cosy Lives, cost of living crisis. Yeah, I mean, that's the worst bit about it, really, is the dog. It's the saddest yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. That's the thing I'm really... Can he not look after the dog? Is he not allowed to take the dog? I don't want him to take the dog. Right. But what do you mean? Well, I would prefer it if we were both still looking after him. But it isn't possible because my ex is not living next door. So... Why is the dog with your side of the relationship... <laughs> I guess the answer to that is I'm not the problem. It's not me. And my mum... Has that just been accepted by the the other party? or? Well, he said that I'd like to have him and still be in his life and have him stay with me when I can. And I asked him at Christmas, can you take him? And he said, no. I miss my dog so much. It's so hard going home and him not running down the stairs. And I, I hate it. But I know that he is a lot happier with my mum because he's by the beach and he's got 24 <laughs> yeah. seven attention and he's running around having an amazing time. And my mum is obsessed with him. Yeah. Every time I see a picture of him, he just looks so happy and I get pictures every day and videos and I video call him. So I'm happy knowing that he's happy. And I think it would be really selfish for me to have him in my flat, even though I'm only home for eight hours a day, it just wouldn't work. So right now my mom is looking after him, but I've never seen my mum so much in my life. I'm going home every weekend. <laughs> Having said that, that I used to live with a guy at uni who took his dog everywhere and everybody just fell over themselves to accommodate him and the dog. So if you took it to work, for example, I feel like everybody would be very like, oh my God, the dog is here. Yeah, but he's not that kind of dog. Isn't every dog that kind of dog? He's so, you've met him. He's so excited. Right. He won't stop. He never. He... Yeah, but all dogs are like that, aren't they? No. A lot of, some dogs are like chill. I haven't met one that's like that. Really? I haven't met a dog that doesn't like invade my personal space and be in my shit. No, I'd love, I'd love to. I'd love to meet one like there that. There are lap dogs that are like chill. Right. Like okay. Juno's dog is pretty chill. And also like- he if just you, like lives in a handbag. If you were like taking dogs to meetings or whatever, the people at the meeting will be like, oh my God, the dog, here's a Channel 4 show. <laughs> That's sort of how everything works, isn't it? I really don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, no, it is how things work. <laughs> really? Like, do you not think? Do you think I should just carry the dog around with me all day, It would get day? you a lot further, a lot quicker, yeah. Really? Like, yeah, of course it does. Maybe I should try it. I'm surprised Brilliant. you wanted to talk about this as long as you have. You... What, dogs? Yeah. One that I was just... Inter I'm sure people want to know what's happened to the dog. 
Right. So I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm being the voice of the. Yeah. Well, in he, fact, Steve uh, asked that. Did he asked me that yesterday? That's so. really hot. That's really horrible. Is it horrible that well, they're he, worried about my dog? Well, he's got. He's a dog person. Isn't I know. He, so. Well, I promise you, he's having a really good time. Okay. Cool. He's really happy, and I'm jealous of my mum. I don't really know what a happy dog looks like versus an unhappy dog. Uh, they're so tail wa- their tails wagging. Which means what? They're happy. They're happy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. His, ta- mm. his tail's wagging. So his tail's <laughs> wagging. So we're all good. But yeah, it's shit. That was the worst thing about the breakup. Anyway, it was it was a really hard decision because I didn't want to lose Hugo every day. Like I didn't want you to lose Hugo, and I knew that by our relationship ending, it would make that more difficult. Yeah. And it has made it much more difficult. But I just still think that I've done the right thing. Do you remember when you got him and you were in a you were in a mood because people were saying to you, "What are you going to do when you split up?" <laughs> yeah, remember that I do remember that. Do, yeah. Do you think those people <laughs> what have been vindicated by um, by the by the series of events? I'm glad you find this funny. I wasn't one of those people, as as you'll recall. Obviously, there's been numerous Instagram posts about this breakup. And one of them, you said, oh, I'm not ready to date again. Obviously, you've been doing that the whole time. So I don't really understand. <laughs> I absolutely... Ha- no, I what? haven't. What? We were open, but I wasn't dating other What's people. What's the difference? Well, dating isn't meeting someone in a nightclub and going to a dark room with them, is it? That's don't not know. dating someone. I've no idea. What is it? What do you mean you've no idea? Well, I've no idea. What well, is it? sucking someone off in a dark room isn't going on a date with them, is it? I, d- I don't You barely know. get names on Grindr. Right. You don't have a conversation. <laughs> you get a whole pick. <laughs> okay. You get a dick pick. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. You I get asked know, if you're top, yeah. bottom, verse. You get asked if you're on prep. No one's asking you if you... No one's asking you what your favourite colour is or what not. movie you've been watching. So, no, I wasn't dating the whole time. Okay. And, no, I'm not interested in dating now. Have people been on? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of guys that were... I wouldn't say I went on a date with them, but it felt like I was on a date when I was having a coffee or whatever. So I was immediately uncomfortable because I don't want to be on a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Well, no, that's, but, but surely anybody coming out of a long-distance relationship, long-term relationship, for instance, isn't going to want to dive straight back into that. I don't know. Are they? Maybe not. I guess that's the difference. My normal breakups have always been after two months or something. Right. Is, so, this, is this the longest? Yeah, this is definitely the longest sustained relationship, yeah. And lockdown felt like 10 years, so yeah. it just made the whole thing feel a lot longer. Yeah. I just want to be me for a bit. I guess you moved in pretty quickly. and Of course, because again, it was we'd been together about eight months and yeah. then lockdown happened, so it made sense. Yeah. Obviously, this is coming from me being 11 years and never lived together, so compared to that. But even so, not compared to that, that's still quite quick, isn't it? I think... 11 years and not living together in London is quite normal. And I think actually I wouldn't recommend living with someone in London anyway, because you have such small space. Yeah. You don't have enough space to have all your things or I I know people who've tried to raise families in that situation have had to move out of London because it's just so difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. Thanks very much. You sort of said it embarrassed. I don't think you should be embarrassed. Oh, no, I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm just bored of having... Not with you, but just generally having that conversation. Why people are confused, why you haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, isn't that the answer? We live in London. Or well, actually, well, we don't. No, the answer is that I live in London and she lives in New York. Yeah, now That's it the is. Answer. Now it is. My God, New York would be even more difficult, wouldn't it, living together? So I'm single and not ready to mingle. But you are just not. Oh, I want to fuck, but I don't want to mingle. Right. 
<laughs> so like don't ask me how don't send me how are you just send me whole pics that's kind of where i'm at that's the official at the minute. please don't actually do that actually because i've had quite a few people just on instagram just sending me dick pics out of nowhere and i feel i feel like that's kind of an invasion of my like i didn't ask for it so i don't want it so whole pics but not dick pics no neither not neither. on instagram what's the difference instagram's it's like sort of like my work really it's like <laughs> my family on there you know yeah but it's in the dms so well, I guess, okay. Yeah, Dan's right. Keep well, it, I, I keep it coming, guys. I mean, nobody sends them to me. Not keep that I want coming. them to either. Well, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really sure. <laughs> but if they were getting to me, I don't think I would I would be particularly fussed about which platform they were coming to yeah. me via. I just want to cut to the feeling. Cut right. to... Carly Ray Thank Jackson. you for noticing. I want to cut to August. What's happening in August? Nothing, but I just want to get... <laughs> I want to get through... I just want to move... I want to go quicker. We well, don't want to wish your life away. That's also true, but I also don't want to sit in this bit. I don't want to have to go home and cocoon right, and get into bed and watch something shit because I just feel so yeah. rubbish or order a McDonald's. I don't, want to, I don't want to do that. I want to take control of my life and feel... We don't have to sit and order a McDonald's. But that's either. what I'm doing. I'm just sinking. And it's fine because I'm not sinking, sinking like I previously have. I can see the light, but I'm just allowing myself to sit in it a bit. And... But do you not feel rank after ordering a McDonald's? And yeah. So can you not think ahead to that and then think oh actually when i order this yeah well i did that the other day actually and switched to a kfc instead oh okay cool because be that's a lot better right? i did feel better though because i knew it wasn't my trigger meal so it was different i think i do have a relationship with bad food and or fast food even <laughs> yeah and when i'm sad so yeah i just switched to a different place and, cool. it, and it, it was right <laughs> i did feel happier in the sense that it wasn't my go-to sad meal right <laughs> not, not a happy meal <laughs> it's, it's an unhappy meal a gay and a non-gay the worst day since i broke up with him was on monday when i went to the sexual health clinic in london and bumped into him and bumped into him have you seen this already i've seen you go on about it on instagram yeah. right yeah so james was saying what's the worst place you can bump into somebody in soho i guess that's it i think so although a couple of people suggested sweatbox which is a gay sauna that would be pretty awkward as well but luckily it was not sweatbox it was dean street so that was pretty awful yeah i went in because i <laughs> because i don't care i went in because i have gone i had gonorrhea in my throat and i'd got a test back saying that so i thought okay well I've, obviously i've got to get an antibiotic so i went in for my treatment and as i walk in i see him standing there why is he there that's what i asked i said why are you uh, what are you doing here i literally just said what are you doing here which is such a fucking stupid thing to say that's got to be the worst question you could ask someone i don't think so i think it's fine i think it's really like, in a sexual no, health well, it, yeah but in, you gotta say something you'd say that in morrison's it then it's the same thing isn't it but would you i mean why would you say that they're obviously in, they're obviously buying food true it's like it's not my birthday i'm not like yeah but i think maybe not morrison's but if you bump into somebody in the street you'd be like in a different city or something yeah like but it's a sexual health clinic yeah. so What's he going to say? Oh, I've been fucking loads of guys since we broke up. Well, right. not necessarily. He might have not fucked any of them and been like, oh, well, I'm just getting a checkup because... Well, either way, I don't know. it's just still horrible, isn't it? Think about... It's, is it? I don't, yeah, I don't it, really it, understand. If you're in an open relationship and you're both doing it anyway, I, I don't really see what the difference is now. That's the thing, though. It is. It's different. Why? Because he's not mine anymore and I'm not his anymore. And again, I suppose you can't see the difference between sex and relationships whereas i I've, I've severed them to me so to me sex with someone else is different but if you're in a relationship and you're having sex with someone else you still love 
and want to be with the person you're with, right? There's someone else is just like having a happy meal or whatever on the side. It's just, it's, it's a side dish. Yeah. It's not, it's not important. It's just fulfilling some kind of human desire. Yeah. But then when you're not together and you've broken up, when you have sex with other people, I think the intimacy or you might end up falling for someone. So I guess it's uncomfortable for me knowing he's having sex again with other people because it makes me think that he's going to meet someone else. And to be quite frank, he doesn't deserve that. <laughs> To meet someone else. Yeah. Why? Because that's not fair. That's so stupid. I don't know why that made me cry. It's so complicated. But ultimately, you're right. Like, it shouldn't make any difference. And actually, it's good that he's being healthy. And it's good that I'm being healthy. And I'm a really sex positive person. Yeah. So I don't know why I struggle with that so much. But I think it is because it just it's just a reminder of the shame that society's put on me yeah about all of that stuff you're in this sexual health clinic all the time and you're always bumping into people right it's i like have a, yeah i've bumped into people like mates and it's stuff. like a working man's <laughs> club right a working men's club <laughs> yeah well it's not just the men but yeah i know what you mean well no but that particular place it's lgbtq plus i would say predominantly yeah. yeah but no i do bump into people in there but this i just i suppose this was different anyway it was it was fine as soon as I got into the room, I told the lady who was giving me my treatment and she was as horrified as I was and was really supportive. That what? He, he was that? Yeah. she. Right. I mean, she was just like, wow, I can't believe this has happened. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll happen again. Well, not if you don't get gonorrhea. Spill that tea. <laughs> True. It's quite scary having gonorrhea in your throat. I can imagine. Where did you get it? In my throat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, where did I get it? Yeah. You know that you shouldn't ask well, a, I, well, a girl that, Dan. But uh, I don't know. I did go a bit wild. Have you got? Have you? Are you not, New Year. Are you not supposed to tell tell all your sexual partners or whatever? I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know why you asked me that. You've never had an STI, have you? Uh, not that I know of. No. But yeah, I think that's wild. Well, not really. My friend said. I don't to think me, most people do. Well, it's so funny because my friend who I was out with recently said to me, um, "Oh, I can't have sex with anyone tonight because I've got gonorrhea in the bum." Right. And I was like, oh, lol, I don't. And then I had it in the mouth. <laughs> what are the side effects of gonorrhea? In the throat, there aren't any. It just exists there. It doesn't really do anything. How did you know you had it? Because I had a test. Because you should test every three months if you're... What, in your mouth? Yeah, you swab everything. Wherever you've been sexual, you swab. Okay. And then, I can't believe you don't know this, and then they will well, tell no, you. Well, no, but I don't put things in my mouth. Well, no, but... I would have thought you would know. Well, no. What happens at a sexual health screening? Well, why would I know the intricacies of a sexual health screening? Because you're an adult. So you get given swabs and you swab your bum because you put one in your... Like a coronavirus test, right? Right. But you put it in your bum and then the same for the throat. Different swab, obviously. And you just do what you would have done with a COVID test. You put it in your own arse. Yeah, you do it yourself. Right. And then you also wee into a little pot. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's just those three things. Yeah. And obviously, if you're a woman, you would do a vaginal swab as well. So, yeah, it's just peeing, swabbing your throat and swabbing your bum, and then you're done. Cool. Oh, and obviously, <laughs> um, a blood test for HIV, syphilis, yeah. hepatitis. But you not you don't need to do that, so. No. So you're lucky. Yeah. Straight but, privilege, right? Well, yeah, but then I don't get the, get to bump into people in the, in the clinic, so. And you don't get to bum anyone either. <laughs> Maybe by our live show together in March at the O2 at Just For Laughs Festival London, I will be ready to mingle and meet a new guy. Right. So buy a ticket, guys. <laughs> Gaynongay.com. A gay and a non-gay. Head to gaynongay.com for tickets.